Yo, and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for September 2nd, 2021. I am your host, Jan Garcia, uh, and joining me, I don't know why I struggle with my own last name, joining me is Tim <laughs> motherfucking Gettys. What's up, Janet? So good to be back with you. How yeah, are you how's doing? Yeah, how's it going? I'm going good. Well. I'm good. Yeah. I like how we, we are both asking and answering the question at the exact same time. Like, that's the kind of synchronicity, if that's a word, that mm-hmm, you only mm-hmm. get here garcia um, slash gettys information squad it's the power hour you gotta love it i'm not gonna front i'm so sad that there's no really minuscule unimportant news about that game that you can't stand like i was really hoping oh abandoned. i was really Great. hoping yes abandoned. yeah yeah no but instead of that we get awesome news this is i don't think that me and you have done a show where there's like super fun things to talk about so I'm excited. Yeah, it's been a lot of it's story. been a lot of gloom and doom uh, yeah. out here, uh, but let's talk about today's stories, which include PlayStation showcase plans, uh, Horizon Forbidden West not having an option to upgrade from the PS4 version, and a day off Twitch's impact. All of this and more, because this is kind of funny. Games Daily, where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. If you are watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com/slash You're Wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch. Later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show some housekeeping for y'all today surgeon simulator 2 is finally here and Snowbike mike is going to play it on launch day the catch kevin is going to use in real life robotic arms to mess with Mike while Tim and Joey hang out Thursday at 11 a.m. PT. I've read that a couple times before, like reading it right now. And yeah. each it never gets old. It never what it, like I don't, what is that? I have like in my mind what this is. I'm not sure what this actually will be. It sounds great. A lot of good people involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like it'll be a fun time right after this stream. It, it, and it, you it catch the VOD later. Yeah, it, it is going to be insane. Like the, everyone's seen Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. I, I'm not promising that's going to happen, but I'm also Thank not going to promise it won't happen. You know what I mean? So let's just see what happens. Kevin legitimately has robotic arms, which, God, this is I'm scared. I'm, I, I feel it in my gut. Something's going to go wrong. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Now, I, I have a special challenge for you here, Janet, for this this next little bit of housekeeping. This was written by one Snowbike Mike, who is our host uh, for all of our streams and stuff. I need you to do your best Snowbike Mike impression reading this next bit. Can you are you up to that challenge? Oh my god! I'll go for it, but I'll be go honest. I don't think I've gotten enough data to properly do this. But okay, let me let me see. Wait, mm-hmm. Tim, can you read the 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 word September the way he would read it? I don't know. I don't. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I, I'm not saying I'm up to the challenge. You I'm can't. just out here throwing throwing challenges willy nilly. Come on, he just September. That's how. That's what he does. All right, I got yeah, it. I got yeah, it. Okay, Janet, go for it. I believe in, in you. All right. Starting today on Twitch, it's September. Viewers across the platform throughout. I'm st- I still sound like me, but it's just going to be what it no, is. You, Viewers across the platform. you nailed it. You nailed the <laughs> shit out of it. Throughout the month can take advantage of 20% off subscriptions for first time subscribers and gifted subs. Your support means the world to us here at Kind of Funny. And right now you can take advantage of this deal and receive benefits like ad free viewing, sub emotes and more. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack, and the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan. Today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin what is and forever will be 
The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We got four stories today. And let's kick it off with a big one. PlayStation Showcase Plans. This got announced. Um, I first saw it on Twitter. My gut reaction was like, right. I stared at that handle and I was like, PlayStation, not play with station with like a dot or like an, or an at. Or, instead of and an then L. I clicked. And then I clicked into the profile and I was like, 24 million followers. This is probably them. Seems I think legit. Is, I think it's them. And then you can click into the PlayStation blog, which has the full details that I'm going to read to y'all now. You've been awfully patient and we thank you for that. And now we're looking forward to showing you what we've been working on. Tune in next Thursday, September 9th at 1 p.m. PT, 9 p.m. BST, 10 p.m. CEST for a look into the future of PlayStation 5. The showcase will weigh in at around 40 minutes. I like how it's <laughs> written like it's like a, like a competition or like a boxing yeah. match. Yeah, weigh yeah, yeah. in at 40 and minutes. <laughs> and including updates from PlayStation Studios and some of the industry's most imaginative developers for games releasing this holiday and beyond, beyond. Uh, and stick around after the presentation to get more updates from some of the studio teams featured in the showcase. One thing to note, PlayStation's next generation of VR won't make an appearance this time, but there will still be plenty of great PlayStation 5 games from developers large and small. We hope you can join us. Um, now, before we get into it, because there's just so many thoughts and dreams swirling mm -hmm. in the ether, uh, I do want to pull in two questions that are pretty related. We had a couple people write in asking about our showcase feelings and predictions. Uh, let's start with Loose lucid dre 4m lucid dream. dream lucid dream that makes more sense yes mm -hmm. lucid dream writes in saying the playstation showcase is coming at the perfect time we know some of the heavy hitters coming in the next few months like horizon god of war and gran turismo but what about the rest of sony's first party will we see footage of the last of us multiplayer something from ben insomniac's next spider-man project what are you looking forward to most my gatorade get hype moment it's a very specific image <laughs> would be oh, yeah. a full bloodborne remaster that includes content from the original game a director's cut if you will thank you and then i also want to toss in um com is it comrade blue i think maybe blue. sure yeah mm -hmm. let's go for it uh good morning garcia slash getty's wonder team with the long anticipated playstation showcase finally being announced what surprises if any do you think we may get since god of war horizon and final fantasy 16 have already been revealed thanks for the awesome content so i kind of want to bundle those in and ask you one, what are your general predictions? And also, what would get you the most excited? And then two, time by Lucid Dreams. Like, do you think we'll see Last of Us stuff? Do you think we'll see yeah. Ben stuff? Do you think we'll see Spider-Man? What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? What's in your heart? A lot of hype and excitement. And uh, there's a lot of lot of interesting conversations to have here. A lot of great questions to answer and break down. Real quick, just to let you know the origin of the Gatorade Get Hype moment. Uh, when we do our predictions for different video game showcases and stuff, normally I'll, I'll do my normal predictions, but then I'll add the Tim Gettys Get Hype sponsored by Gatorade moment of like crazy shit that would never actually happen. But if it did happen, Ooh. it would be insane. Um, I like that. So, so yeah, so that, that's just when you when you bring the fun to it all. Um, first off, I just want to talk about the the showcase as a whole. I am actually a little bit surprised they're at, they're doing it at all. Me given too. the state of the world right now and given the state of PlayStation, the state of play, if you will, um, I'm a little surprised that, you know, they've done a couple state of plays here and there. They've done some little focuses on on we've seen Deathloop a million times. You know, Kena's coming like there is a fall lineup for these PlayStation games. Um, and I kind of just expected to see them 
in in that format and i thought that we kind of missed the boat on uh getting a playstation showcase this year especially with that branding that branding implies a lot more uh it is separate from state of play and it, it's it's i think very interesting that they're doing this uh as a follow-up to last year's playstation 5 uh, event where they really 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 went hard like arguably harder than we've ever seen anyone go uh for one of these type of showcases and um i i thought that they were going to kind of cruise out the rest of this year especially with horizon officially being uh bumped to 2022 i thought they were just going to kind of cruise on the third parties and uh the things we already know coming out the exclusives that they have coming and then maybe next year kind of reorganize a little bit and, and get out there the fact that they're not i think that we're getting some really really big stuff here like this this we've had uh, about a year of every time a developer or publisher announces a showcase, they need to have an asterisk and a uh, italicized part and a thing in parentheses being like, well, don't expect this and don't get too excited. And that thing that you actually want, we're just going to say it, it's not going to be there. <laughs> this, them straight up saying, yeah, PSVR 2 is not going to be there. It's like, oh shit, you're not saying God of War is not going to be there. You're not saying that, you know, Insomniac's not going to be there. You're not saying that all the big holy crap, megaton announcements aren't going to be there. You're kind of setting this up of like, yeah, we got 40 minutes of hype, son. Like, let's go. And I'm I'm all there for that because I think that PlayStation, as they proved last year and have, as they've proven this entire last generation, is they got the goods. And we have seen the results of those goods uh, that they talked about at that last showcase in a lot of ways in, in the form of things like uh, Returnal and Ratchet, right? But we know Horizon's coming. We know Deathloop. We know Kino. We know all this stuff. What is that next wave? When are we going to start seeing stuff? What is Naughty Dog working on? Are we going to see factions? Are we going to see some type of uh, God of War Ragnarok stuff? Final Fantasy 16? My thing is, I don't think we're going to see all of that. That would be insane. We are going to see some of them. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. Like, it's it's actually funny seeing this announcement. Like, I felt like a light twinge of salt just because literally Blessing asked me about this, like, when we recorded this week's PS I Love You. Like, someone wrote in, like, do you think this is going to happen? And we're both like, no. And I stand by that incorrect thought <laughs> because I didn't think it was going to happen. I was, you know, right there with you where I'm like, I feel like it's been kind of a quiet descent into the holiday season. You know, everyone's getting cozy. Starbucks brought back the pumpkin spice stuff. Like the time for hype is over and the time for the, this pumpkin spice has begun was sort of where my head was at. Um, but I'm like, you know, if they did do this, I did think it'd be very much looking into 2022, which they do have a lot of, you know, stuff that's exciting to show from that. Um, I think we'll see uh, the usual suspects. I do. I do feel like God of War will be there. I don't know if that's crazy because we've only seen like the logo. Like, you know, we I, I have no idea what they have to show for that. I mean, I, I know they have stuff, but like, I don't know if it's at a state that they'd want to show it. But at the same time, I feel like that's such a, a strong win if they could show a little bit of it because it's like, okay, we already know what's going on with Horizon. I still think Horizon probably would make some form of an appearance to some degree, um, even yeah. just to remind people about, you know, when it's coming out. Um, maybe mention again the Genshin Impact tie-in, like just kind of throw a little Horizon package together. Mention, you know, that the 60 uh, FPS update it recently got to. Um, I feel like we'll see a couple like easy wins um, coming out of this. Like, I'm, and I kind of enjoy those. Like, I'd like to see a few other like kinds of small patches for like older titles on the PlayStation 5. It's like, okay, now this got updated. I'd love to see something like the PlayStation Collection getting expanded. I feel like that's not going to happen. That is me dreaming, but like. 
I feel like there's so much potential in digging more into that library and the thought of like adding value at no cost is always appealing. Um, that's something I also think that like PlayStation doesn't quite do enough compared to, um, you know, frankly, Xbox in the in the landscape. Like PlayStation is the one that makes you pay and figure out all this extra stuff. So I do think it'd be cool to have a couple wins. Um, I'd love to see like weird stuff like uh, can we get a special edition PlayStation 5 for like Horizon? I think something like that could be really cool um for dreaming for dreaming i guess i would like to see something i'm not expecting something new um and i would like to actually see something from ben studio even though i was not a days gone fan um but i i think it had that game had potential and the fact that they're working on something else i'm like okay i'm interested in what that something new might be um spider-man obviously that would be a really cool win last of us i don't think so because they sound like they're very early because like i don't know what they would show from that or an instance it's like a multiplayer thing i feel like that's multiplayer is inherently a little more in flux than like a single player vision is so i don't well maybe if they have like the bare bones of what their idea is they could kind of pitch the vision but i feel like they are so far out that i don't know if they'd want to show that yet um but what would get you like the most excited what would be your gatorade hype moment oh oh it's real simple can you answer one question for me janet what's this color right here blue what am i doing pointing blue point metal gear solid baby blue point it's fucking are you on the the metal gear like like the like how many of like metal gear solid 2 like metal gear solid 1 like the don't matter i don't don't want to say trilogy because there's like more than three games a remake of one is what i'm asking for but you know what i mean hey if we're asking for the gatorade get hype moment like yeah let's go like the, the just a metal gear solid remake it could just you you can like do whatever story you want there of like maybe combine maybe solid snakes i don't know you know what i'm just getting too excited here i'm getting all jittery let's go i i don't yeah. care just blue point and metal gear solid give it to me i'll be happy no matter what it is i enjoyed the charades of that mm-hmm. whole reveal from your mm-hmm. end like the reveal of the prediction reveal yeah. um yeah. obviously you know people already know that i'm like a huge jack and daxter fan it's like the 20th anniversary this year of the game um, I don't need like anything crazy because like I kind of respect them walking away from that franchise and leaving it as like something that, you know, here it is. It was cool. We're, we're done. Um, but I would definitely be all over a remake if they did do one. Not that I think the game's necessarily needed. I think they actually aged pretty well. Um, but I'll take something even cheap. Like, I don't know. Sell me some stuff on the PlayStation store. Do like dr- drop like a docu-series, a documentary or something, a book, like an art, yeah. like something that's kind of nodding to the franchise. Um, I believe someone on Twitter also told me that I think it's like a there's like a crash anniversary that same day or in that same window. Right. Um, so some some little nods, some little like historical nods would be cool. Um, and I want to see I some indie stuff. Because so, so here's the thing. I, I, I like where your head's at. But the thing is. And there's going to be a lot of people being like, Tim, set your expectations. You're going to ruin this for yourself. No, I'm not. Last year, PlayStation did this exact same thing, and they called it the PlayStation 5 Showcase. They understand what that brand means to them. And at that showcase, they debuted Miles Morales and Horizon Forbidden West. And they ended it with the God of War thing. There was Ghost uh, Wire Tokyo, which is an exclusive. They were talking about Godfall. There was Hitman 3. There was Deathloop, Resident Evil Village. There was so much shit there. And then, like, a month later or whatever, they had that one with Final Fantasy 16. They had even more uh, crazy ass announcements and exclusives to, to PlayStation. I think that this is not the, hey, we got some cool stuff coming to the store or, hey, let's look back and like some fun little things. This is a, and especially them talking about it about 2021 and beyond. Like they are talking about, 
heavy hitters for the future. They're talking about their exclusive library. And with that, uh, I didn't name a lot of the, the smaller indie titles that they have been really focusing on. Like these were the events that we saw things like Stray, that we saw Solar Ash and all that. So it's like they know what they have. And I think that uh, them doing this this year, they don't need to do this. So in, in my opinion, this is going to be a banger. And I think that when it comes to PlayStation, they have the ability to bang so hard in so many different ways that like, I doubt this is, it's going to be really hard for them to put on the showcase and uh, have people walk away, have a majority of people walking away disappointed. There will always be people disappointed, but I think that there was going to be more people that have at least the one thing that they're like, oh shit, let's go. Yeah, and I think it's definitely like, you know, obviously leaning into the strengths of what PlayStation does have to offer, which is like a really good library and really um, compelling studios that are working on like a really diverse set of projects. Um, so, yeah, I think I think you're right in the sense that I feel like everyone will leave with at least one thing to kind of hang their hat on. Um, I'm I'm cu most curious about like the stuff that I'm not expecting, because there's again, there's the usual suspects of like, oh, it would make sense if we saw Spider-Man. It would make sense if we saw God of War. I want to know what I'm not like, what do y'all got over there that I'm not, like, thinking about? You know, that's that's always what excites me most. But what's interesting is, like, you say usual suspects. I mean, you're talking about the biggest properties in video games at this point, right? And it's not just, like, oh, the one or two usual suspects. We got this lineup of it's not just the IPs of God of War and Horizon and Spider-Man and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's also naughty dog and bend and that is where the kind of these these questions come up blue point even like they're done with demon souls they're working on something else like all signs pointed to them working on multiple projects over the last couple of years what are they when are they coming right so with that i think that it's this is such an exciting point to be in where literally anything's possible and we already know some of the dope possibilities are in the works because they announced it last year and now it's exciting to get updates on these things yeah, I also um, someone in chat mentioned like I wish it was longer than 40 minutes. I disagree with that. I think 40 is a perfect like it's just long enough that, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff there, but not so long that like we don't need like two hour slow showcases of like and then we talk to so and so in Denver and then there's like an ad in the middle. Like I, I think PlayStation strength is really in going through these like fairly quickly but spending like enough time that you feel like you really are seeing something and it's not just stacked of sizzle reels um before we move on i do want to draw your attention to this though tim i don't know if you noticed this on the playstation blog like where they did this announcement and i think on the twitter they use the same image what is with the like bedazzled shimmer of the playstation symbols with this logo it's it's very 2003 it's like giving me kill a cam bling er, hip-hop bling oh, era oh what is go. this cam, and then the background has <laughs> that like that like little you know it's like those i don't know how you describe that texture but there's like a there's a wallpaper in animal crossing that has that's like that bougie like black grid like mm -hmm. sideways grid thing um yeah i don't know what's up with that it's kind of it's kind of hilarious when i look at it further um it's very like bougie and mystical which I'm i feel happy. like is kind of playstation's thing a little bit well i'm happy you bring that up actually because like I, yeah i didn't even notice that and i don't know how i didn't because it is hilariously joey noel uh but the thing i loved most one of the things i loved most about the playstation showcase last year was the insane graphics package like that was the event that had these sick ass transitions using these sacred symbols to like do a bunch of cool shit so it's like i love that they're just straight flexing they're like yo we got an ethos when it comes to playstation so let's have fun with this and what does this mean i don't know is def jam vendetta coming back let's go yeah right like what is i've i'm i'm kind of obsessed with it now i don't know if it's like 
if I feel like it's appealing looking, it's interesting. It caught my eye. Um, yeah. I feel like it's a, it's a vibe and I'm wondering if they're going to, you know, live up to whatever energy yeah. <laughs> they're giving yeah. off in this design. Um, but unfortunately, not everything is all, you know, perfect in, in PlayStation world, I would say. Well, real, quick, uh, real quick, I want to make one more prediction for this PlayStation yes. showcase. I predict that there's going to be one bizarre choice where they don't give us a piece of information in the showcase and immediately after oh. on Twitter they do. That's good. And they didn't. I mean, I feel like that's kind of almost guaranteed to happen in the sense that they're like, oh, stick around. There'll be more updates. Like maybe that's something, you know, innocuous, like how Nintendo does their treehouse where it's like, oh, I mean, you can watch it. But like, it's not like there's crazy pressing information in that, though. Every now and then in those there is. And it's like, why did you leave this in there? In there. So I do think Remember that's when they announced Metroid Samus Returns. I literally can never stop thinking of that. <laughs> why? so many news writers just like oh my god i went to get coffee and now i have to go back to my desk oh man but um yeah other other things in the way of playstation uh horizon forbidden west is not having an option to upgrade from the ps4 version this appeared uh via the playstation like site they had like faqs on uh horizon forbidden west which included can i upgrade my horizon forbidden west ps4 version to the ps5 version and the answer was to access both the PS4 and PS5 version of Horizon Forbidden West, you need to purchase the digital deluxe collectors or regala editions. Uh, dual entitlement does not apply to standard and special editions. Uh, and then there was another question that said, can I upgrade my standard edition to a deluxe edition uh, of Forbidden West? And it currently says there are no plans for an update offer from standard to deluxe edition at this time. Uh, and then on the side of that, we also got like this random game insight that was thrown in here that's uh, about strike pieces like they mention like what is strike piece and the answer is uh strike is the board game played by inhabitants of the world of horizon it is played with carved wooden and metal pieces in the shapes of machines uh aloy will be introduced to strike in horizon forbidden west and she can challenge many different npcs to a match so uh, obviously the big thing here is like the lack of dual entitlement and we did have uh Druvenator, I think is how you yeah. uh, writing in and saying uh, so much exciting news from Sony today. I ask you not to gloss over the fact that yet again, there is no free PS4 to PS5 upgrade for the standard edition. You have to get digital deluxe. Why is Sony like this? Literally, is it because consumers don't care or like, you know, it's not covered enough or it's just sort of like what they do? It's just frustrating, man. So what is your gut reaction to this? I mean, this is so fucking stupid. And I, I just can't believe that we're still at this point. Angry Tim unlocked. I knew we'd get there. It's it's just ridiculous. I mean, like Sony understands that this is not where the industry's at right now. And that with Xbox doing the smart delivery thing and it just fucking works. And it works so well. It works so much better than any of us would have ever imagined it even could. Like so much cool tech, you hear about it and you're like, God, that sounds awesome. But one day, one day, maybe it'll work a percentage of as well as you say it's going to. That's not the case with smart delivery. It just fucking works. Then on the PlayStation side, it's just, it seemed like it was going to be simple in the beginning. And it's somehow... It's just getting more and more complicated. And I've always said that people act like everyone in the world is stupid and they act like everything's way too complicated. And how are the consumers going to know th the difference between the Xbox One X and the Series X? It's like, don't act like people are morons all of the time. There are a lot of morons out there, but like, don't worry about them. Like people understand what's going on. So you give them a chart of like this version has this, this version has that. It's not that hard to figure out. 
Sony's trying to challenge that. Sony's constantly like, let's make it too complicated. Let's make it stupid. And the biggest problem is financially. Like there's, they're adding all of these layers of complications uh, that are creating hurdles for people to enjoy their games. And we're talking about some of the highest profile video games there are from people that are 100%. The, 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 I think this would be significantly less of a problem if PlayStation 5s were just readily available to anybody that wanted one. But the fact that people are not going to be able to the people that want to buy a PlayStation five and want to play horizon on that PlayStation five that can't get a PlayStation five need to buy a different version a higher priced version of the game on PS four now, just because they can't get their hands on a PS five. Like that is affecting too big of a group of people for this to just be something that's like, eh, it's not that bad. It is that bad. And it's like, this is now the what fourth or fifth time. Sony's had a weird ass decision-making when it comes to this exact thing. Yeah, I think, too, like the negative piece of this is that it it makes it so that we always have to ask, like, on again, the Xbox comparison on the Xbox side of things. We already know how it works. It just works. You do it. You don't got there's no like worry about it or additional like thought or steps. But here, like the fact that this is even like a frequently asked question, which, like, of course, yes, everyone is like Googling this kind of stuff on like, OK, well, how do I get this version? And then if I want to upgrade and then they had like and it's different every time, too. There's no standardization. I feel like they just I don't know, like throw a dart at a board and they're like, this one's going to be ten dollars if you want like the PS5 version or this one's free or this one comes in like this specific bundle. Um, but yeah, it, it's overly complicated for no reason. And it just feels like. It does feel petty. Like, you know, I, I don't really like to lean into the whole like, oh, like corporate greed or whatever, because, you know, there's, there's people making their art and like, I think they can they should get paid for that work. But it just feels like extra for no reason, um, especially when there's not an option to do an upgrade. And like That's you said, the there's thing. not there's there's like it's like it's not even about really the money. It's like you're, I, you're making me like pre plan for like a year or X amount of time from now when I have a PS5. And then like I can't imagine being someone who is in that situation where you do have like a PS4, you're going to play it. Maybe, you know, you're going to play it at launch. I guess if you only play your games once, you can just get the PS4 version. But then what if later they come out with like DLC or something and then you're going to have to like go through this process of like, oh, well, I don't have like the upgraded one. Once you do get the five, like it just becomes so much more than it needs to be. And I think it really takes like the wind out of the sails for something that should be just nothing but exciting news like the idea of like a big game release for a really acclaimed what is now a franchise uh that playstation has like a marquee game it should just be all positive but we have like this thing that over and also how long is this going to go on like i feel like we're already in you know i guess eventually we'll get to that point where there there are just ps5 releases and we don't have to worry about that that, but it's going to take so long like that's going to take a while like it takes a while every generation so it's it's like i'm tired of living this life it's going to take yes. longer because the PS5s just aren't available. And it's like that is the the worst part about this is that we're going to see more and more cross-gen games like going longer into this new gen's uh, life cycle. And that means that on the Sony side, there's just going to be probably three or four more major titles that we're having this exact same news story talking about on games daily, but it's going to have some other weird ass variation and it's not going to be consistent with what they've done before. And the worst thing is it's okay if it's not consistent because they made bad decisions before let's fix them. Let's make better decisions. This seems like one of the worst ways to handle this. Like the fact that you can't just buy the PlayStation four version and then pay the upgrade later 
Like, I know that would upset people. I'm a little bit more on the thing of just like, I, you're you're paying for something different at that point. And if it's a $10 upgrade, like, that's on you if you want to do it or not. Like, I I get that. And that's, we've seen that with like Ghost of Tsushima and things like that. But like, with this, it's just, all right, cool. I also think, though, that this this more than the others has a chance to be changed. And Sony could look at this and be like, all right, fuck, we, we made a mistake because there's not like a something built into this that we know of of like a technical side of why this is happening. But we also know PlayStation's back in when it comes to save transfers and trophies and all that shit. It's a goddamn disaster too. Yeah. Figure I hate, it like, out, Sony. It's been, it's been very like stressful, even as someone that just has a PS5 to be like, okay, well, which version, even when you go to download, they're like, well, we gave, here's both versions. I'm like, I don't want this other one. They're like, it's already open now. <laughs> like, what's like, happening? Why? And why is this it. so layered? Um, I think, too, to just bring it back briefly to Derivinator's question, like, why do you think Sony continues to make this move? Like, I do feel like the, the reception is always negative. Do you feel like that's just what they've decided? And they're like, look, you know, and as, like, as a business, you'll make decisions all the time that maybe not everyone agrees with. But like, you have to the part of being a business or an artist or however you want to couch it is knowing what you what you want to do and what you should be doing and kind of just having faith in that somewhat regardless of what you know the outside perspective is but i feel like it is so clearly negative like why do you what do you think is the reasoning here and in what context do you see them rolling it back or is this just how they're going to be until maybe like maybe a ps6 we won't be having this conversation it'll be a different conversation (laughs) guarantee it yeah i hope so um and then also before we move on any any thoughts on the strike game (laughs) That got mentioned in here. Like, I don't know. Like, it's a little board game you can play in the game. Like, any any gut reaction to that? I, I, as I've gotten older, I've become less and less of a fan of in-game, like, side games. And I think that's just because, like, back in the day, I was, like, looking for more content from specific games because there were just less video games out there. But at this point, it's like, I would rather just play a small indie game that is designed to be that thing than what oftentimes feels like a afterthought or a, a very cool idea. That's not as fleshed out as a full game would be. So this isn't for me, but if it makes people happy, cool. You're not trying to strike it up. You're not going to pull up on people and be like, yo, it's strike time. Yeah. No, no strike. Surely that's what the line is going to be. You heard it for it's strike Mm -hmm. time. It's striking it up. Yeah. I do. I do feel like it kind of reminds me of like, everybody wants to be Gwent. Um, Kind of, which is, you know, I don't know. It's not the worst decision. It could be cool, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it just kind of is what it is. It, it was weird to get that piece of info here where it's like all very, very like technical things. And then they're like, by the way, here's this board game. And I'm like, all right, uh, before we jump to our next story, let's go ahead and get a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Purple. I know it may seem like it, but the world isn't really against us from getting a good night's sleep. Luckily, you'll have no difficulties drifting off to sleep on a Purple mattress. That's because only Purple mattresses use their fancy grid technology. It's a unique ventilated design that lets air flow through to keep you cool. I can tell you this as a fact. I have the Purple pillow, and I will never use another pillow in my life. I love it so much. It never gets too hot. It's always cold. You don't need to flip it to the other side because it's just 
just cold already. I don't know how it works. It's the grid. It's cool. The grid is also supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips. Unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, the grid bounces back as you move and shift. Purple is comfort reinvented. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of 200 or more. Go to purple.com slash games10 and use promo code games10. That's purple.com slash games10, promo code games10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash games10, promo code games10. Terms apply. One, hey. And speaking of showcases, we also have uh, THQ's digital showcase event got announced uh, for this. I'm pulling from Eurogamer, which gave uh, a good write up and some context on what we can expect from this. So it reads. Video game publisher THQ Nordic says it will celebrate its 10th anniversary by announcing six new games, including new installments in legendary franchises that apparently fans have been waiting for for decades. The reveals Uh. were made in the company's first ever digital showcase event to be broadcast on September 17th at 8 p.m. UK time. That's 5 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. Uh, The showcase will be fronted by Jeff Keighley and will be shown on YouTube, Twitch and Steam. Uh, It's hard to keep track of all the studios which THQ Nordic has gobbled up over the years, not least because its acquisition heavy parent company Embracer also used to be named THQ Nordic for a time. Also, because the most notable thing THQ Nordic has done as an entity over the past few years was that truly disastrous and inexplicable HN AMA. And for those who might need a refresher, HN's like the super janky website that's image board blocked on Google because it's had like situations for hosting like child sex abuse images and like hate speech and like other fucked up stuff. So continuing on, uh, THQ Nordic is currently comprised of around eight, 19 studios, including Destroy All Humans, remake developer Black Forest Games, Wreckfest Studio, Bugbear Entertainment, Darksiders 3 Outfit, Gunfire Games, uh, Risen Maker, Pi- Pi- Piranha Bites. That was like a lot of different, <laughs> different words. Letters next to each other that looked yeah, very like weird. Yeah. And the P's and the, it was a lot. Purple Lamb Studios of SpongeBob SquarePants, Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated Fame. Uh, new details of previously announced, uh, is this Elux 2 will also be shown. I'm not familiar with that franchise, so apologies if that is uh, not not said correctly. I do want to point out, though, that Barrett commented on this when we have the story in Slack and said, SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie, the game, the remake, let's go! Um, and then replies from, like, Twitter, I was kind of just seeing, like, what's the, what's the energy, you know, from this? Like, what are, what are people, like, you know, craving? Um, and I just saw mostly, like, a lot of SpongeBob, a lot of um, Destroy All Humans, Time Splitters, Darksiders. Is there anything from this that you would be looking forward to? Like, are you a, a fan of, like, the games that THQ puts out? Time Splitters, man. I want Time Splitters so bad. Like, that is a franchise that was so fantastic and important. Oh, God. Kevin. Kevin, please come back. Come back, Kevin. Show the people. Show the people what you're doing. Look at Nurse Kevin getting his robot arms ready for Surge's Simulator Oh, my two. God. Oh, my God. Anyways, did no, you already splitters. own that outfit or did you have no, to no, he didn't. buy it? Separate. He went out and bought it. Did and you it get was... it from like a nurse, like a, like a medical place or like a Halloween place? Hol- uh, he went to a medical Halloween place. place, I think. No, Me- medical no. Place. A Halloween medical. medical place. No, I got it from a medical place. A two for special. They have a lot of questions. <laughs> Do you have any answers? I'm so curious. I was as honest as possible. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Technically, no. it is for work. Okay, go on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Time Splitters, man, is is a very, very important franchise to me. And, and I think to, to video games as a whole, too. And it kind of fell by the wayside uh, because Halo kind of rose to prominence. But if you're unfamiliar, Janet, like Time Splitters was 
essentially like the sequel to GoldenEye Perfect Dark and then Time Splitters. Like the same team worked on it and it was like PS2 launch game and uh, specifically two and three were like really kind of legendary GameCube, uh, PS2, Xbox era multiplayer shooters. And they're, uh, they represent a type of shooter that just doesn't really exist anymore, which is like the chaotic, fun N64 type of multiplayer. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's more about let's play as fun characters and have stupid weapons and it's like small arena deathmatch stuff. Someone's hiding in a bathroom. You're like putting the things up on the end because it's split screen. You can see everyone's screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that that type of nonsense. And like, I've really kind of wanted uh, a return of time splitters because like the story mode's fun and all that stuff. I don't know what a modern time splitters can look like. That's kind of my my biggest concern. But I think that if they stick to making it kind of a a more retro genre experience, I think it could really work. Like one thing that we haven't had a lot of, uh, and what I, in my perfect mind, I want a Nintendo backed time splitters game that is really just the point is. The, the nostalgia of those old school first person shooter multiplayer and Mario's there matches, right? and he has and, a gun. <laughs> well, give Mario a gun if you want. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'd be really excited to, to see some time splitters. It's, it's been way too long, um, but I'm not necessarily expecting it uh, to next week, but them talking about like some things that we've been waiting decades for. It's like, well, shit. That's yeah, it. Could, could, could be. Is there anything else that would like, Peak your interest here, or is it kind of like time splitters are bust for you? For me, I do think that's their like bust. biggest thing uh, of things that like we that I actually know. It's like time splitters, but the thing about THQ is nobody is quite sure of everything that they own or have the rights to. So random things can come up, and you would just never expect it. Like I don't, I, I can't believe that they made the SpongeBob rehydrated game. Fucking can't believe it, but they did. So who knows if they keep that energy it? up? No, 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 no. I, that was a Barrett Courtney special for sure. <laughs> I did dig into that for a time and I'm like, man, this this could have just stayed in the past and I would have been fine. Um, but I mean, it does have like that nostalgia thread, um, which yeah. I feel like a lot a, a lot of what people seem to be wanting is from that. I mean, for the most part, I, I would say the only exception being like Darksiders, which I think is, you know, a, a much more like relevant franchise in terms of like timeline like for the big names of that people are asking for that wasn't just old stuff um but yeah i played darksiders 3 i liked it all right um i wasn't in love with it um but i i could see something from that coming out of that i think that for me that'd be something that's on the more interesting level um as far as my hq history i think the last thq game i played was Biomutant, which I was not a fan of. So <laughs> we'll see what, what comes out of this. Um, but I guess some more remakes could be cool just because I, I think there are like things in that back catalog they could probably, you know, bring out. And I feel like if it was for the most part, when stuff's fun earlier, it usually like lives up okay, like in the same degree of fun. Like I know Destroy All Humans, it was kind of like, all right, it was a chill time back then. It was a chill time now. So hopefully they get some wins in there like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'll be keeping an eye out to see what comes out of it. If there's something that maybe I wouldn't be able to think of, but that somehow is is appealing to me, uh, that could be cool. Uh, any other thoughts on THQ before we move on? I just want to say I'm excited that they're they're talking about it uh, this way, where they're saying that uh, they're announcing six new games, including new installments in legendary franchises that people have been waiting for. Like that is the positive version of what I was talking about earlier of like, this won't be here. This won't be here. This won't be here. Th yes. This is them saying, Hey, we know we're THQ Nordic and we know that that doesn't mean much to many people, but you should pay attention to this because if that means anything to you, it's probably going to be the thing you want. So that's cool. 
Yeah, I also think it's interesting that this is um, their first like digital showcase event. And I think it's interesting seeing like other publishers kind of like step up and say like, okay, I think we can do our own like, you know, event and kind of, you know, drum up hype and attention for the IPs that we have under our belt. Um, Like seeing Annapurna do theirs earlier this year. Obviously, that one appeals to me a lot more just because I like their general like sort of repertoire more than like what comes out of the THQ side. But I think it is cool seeing like these more marquee publishers sort of take a little bit more of a like marketing ownership, uh, for, you know, fr- front facing sort of like fan based, um, you know, marketing push for their IPs. Uh, it also helps kind of just remind us of those associations. I think especially for someone like THQ where they have so much stuff and it's like stuff just kind of comes out and it's like, oh, THQ has this or THQ published this. I think kind of getting us to understand what they do have to offer and kind of building their identity uh, is valuable for them. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And having said that, I expect this to be a busted ass presentation. <laughs> like, I don't think that this is going to be. I'm a little like, scared. Yeah. I'm presentation a little concerned. The, the, the best, but they got Keeley. So like, I'm kind of interested. That's true. I'm, That's I'm true. very interested to see how involved he is and what this ends up looking like. Is this just a payday for him, which is totally fine. Or is he going to be a little bit more involved in trying to, to make this feel uh, like a, a, a keely production but yeah like is he gonna be on that same like he has that stage that like the floor can like like sometimes he looks like he's inside the games it's, which it's is the kind best of fun. thing in the world which um, by the way like, i, I really want to stand there. there it seems so fun that's just a stage in la like that's not his stage that's the same stage they use at ea play i'm just putting it out there for everybody because i care about video walls very deeply and i've been very jealous of this whole situation you can just and rent that is that what you're saying you can just rent it you can just rent that space, that exact space. why are we not in there I, now we should do games daily from there i don't know the we details can be inside on that. the articles that, that like, would be absurd anyone yeah. that did that would be a psychopath exactly so yeah, we'll I'm, show I'm, up like all blinged out playstation style you know mm-hmm. like just it'll be like the bougie the bougie uh news episode yeah. It's like really expensive to talk about really mundane stuff with sip champagne. It'll be like a whole whole event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's that's what's in that's what's in my dream journal. But um, <laughs> moving on to um, some kind of you know Twitch results from the a day off Twitch. Uh, this came from Eurogamer as well, and uh, the article reads: Yesterday's planned hashtag a day off Twitch protest appears to have uh, made an impact on the platform's overall viewer totals as users aim to make their voices heard to support marginalized streamers who regularly face hate speech and coordinated attacks from bigots on their channels. Stat sites like Twitch Tracker show around a million fewer viewers uh, were tuned into the streaming giant during its daily peak yesterday, when the platform's average peak is 4.5 million concurrent viewers. It's at around 3.5 million instead. And then just, you know, I, I feel like if you're if you've been following the show, you're probably already aware of a day off Twitch because we took a day off Twitch here as well. But uh, in case you need a refresher or you kind of want to think about, like, where is this ideally going to? Um, here's what, like sort of the call to action was from the community and the people that organized a day off Twitch. So there was a sort of this graphic floating around saying, you know, day off Twitch in solidarity of marginalized creators. And it says, we are asking Twitch to hold a roundtable discussion with affected creators to assist with the creation and implementation of more proactive and comprehensive tool sets to combat abuse on their streaming platform, create proactive protection to be implemented immediately, enabling creators to select account age of prospective chatters and allow or deny incoming raids, remove the ability to attach more than three Twitch accounts to one email address. Currently, hate raiders can use one email address to register an unlimited amount of accounts. Uh, provide transparency into the actions being taken to protect creators, the time frame for implementing those tools, and the involvement of the Twitch Safety Advisory Council. Um, so I just kind of want to toss it to you and, you know, get your read on this. You know, is the one million 
surprising to you? Do you think this is like, what do you think it'll take to really get Twitch to act on these things? Do you think it's, you know, not really going to make an impact because it is just a one day event and Twitch will just kind of keep it moving as they see fit? What's your read on this? Uh, my read on this is that I think it, it's great that people can get together and, and do something like this with a clear message. And I think what's the most important about it is uh, everybody that organized this, I think, did a really, really, really good job about making it clear what the intent of the day off was. And it wasn't to hurt Twitch's bottom line and all this stuff. It's like it was a very focused thing about there's this this issue that's happening and we need to solve this issue and Twitch clearly heard the message. And that's the thing is I think that it's like the numbers and all that stuff. Great. People, people showed up and, and did this that, or didn't show up, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but the, the thing I think is important is clearly Twitch has heard. They know what's happening. They are aware of this. There's no way they are not aware. What they do with it, how they act on it, that is a bigger question, and I don't know. But they clearly don't want it to be this way, and that's the problem is – that can be clear, but they need to take action because it's clearly happening. So, and it's only getting worse. And I think there's going to be this kind of never ending battle between, you know, the, the fight, people fighting the good fight, people being assholes. And then these platforms that kind of need to do something and step up to be on the side of the people fighting the good fight. So good on everybody for, for being a part of this. Uh, and I think that we're only going to see more things like this in the future. Um, but yeah, Twitch, Twitch needs to solve this problem and only Twitch can solve the problem or it'll never be solved, but only Twitch can solve this problem and they need to get on that. Yeah. Some people in the chat are mentioning, um, that there's been a lot of also recent stories, really high profile streamers, like signing exclusives with YouTube. Um, I think that's definitely like not not like a result of this necessarily because i'm sure those deals were like in the works for a really long time and like people have their own like exactly their own their own business stuff going on um but i do think it's like you're you're only number one until you're not right i think twitch has had such a huge you know immense stronghold in streaming uh i stream and i stream on twitch um that you know and that's also my preferred platform like i'm not really that interested in, in doing youtube and then you know we already know mixer kind of fell to the wayside um but i think without taking care of stuff like this like people will eventually like someone's gonna rise up and try to make what people are asking for if twitch doesn't already make it um they have the advantage of already being established already having so much going for them having so much attention like if they just continue to leverage that positively um you know there's kind of no stopping the platform and you know obviously also has like the support of amazon and all these other all these other elements at play but um yeah i'm i'm wondering how we'll start to see those things pop up or what other uh, to me i'm kind of looking at this in like from a competitive standpoint and seeing like okay what will we see other people do in the space or or rise up to like kind of take action on this if twitch isn't um especially too because like in the hashtags for like the graphic it mentions like hashtag so off twitch which is like i know that's a big thing in the community of people saying hey because twitch doesn't is kind of like shitty in a lot of ways like what about supporting your favorite streamer on different platforms? So people do, you know, I saw people bumping their Patreon, bumping their Ko-Fi, talking about like, hey, do you, what's with, why does Twitch take 50% of like all of the money that we get? Like there are conversations and those, you know, pain points for people. And I think something like this, that's such a big issue and such a safety issue about like feeling comfortable being on that platform. Um, the amount of like, fear that has run through the community and stress. And like, I certainly have, you know, my, my mods, constantly writing things like all right here's you know what we do for this or here's an article on like safety protocols and like i'm on on tiktok and a lot of like twitch tips are 
floating around TikTok all the time. And like one that I've always seen is like, what to do if you get a hate raid? How to like prevent hate, like all these different, there's all these hacks and all these tools that people are trying to figure out and work together because Twitch doesn't have that baked into their bottom line and what they're doing. And it's kind of like not addressed in, in the way that I think it needs to be addressed and the way that clearly a lot of people also feel the same way. So it was definitely cool seeing this um, stat just from a, okay, this made a form of a splash and a lot of people were able to um, get organized and take part of it, which definitely, you know, this kind of came about within the last few weeks, I would say. And a lot of people were like, how do we get this message out so that people know what we're doing and they even know to take part in it? So, um, you know, shout out to everyone that organized, everyone that participated, because it is so difficult to like kind of corral everybody um, for this sort of shared goal that's had. Um, but yeah, you know, props, props to them. And hopefully we see some good things come out of, uh, Twitch in the future, but, uh, Twitch potentially making changes could be so far away. If I want to know what is coming to mom and grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. How is the Mario 64 theme song? <laughs> it's it's it is what it is um, out today there's so many games out today i'm gonna try to read through all these there's i don't know why so much is out today weapon of choice dx for ps4 xbox one switch rico london for ps5 ps4 series x slash s xbox one switch pc wrc 10 ps5 ps4 series x slash s one switch pc kataria fables ps5 ps4 xbox series x slash s xbox one switch pc you you only Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, Surgeon Simulator 2, Access All Areas, Series X slash S, Xbox One, PC, Bravely Default 2 on PC. Y'all, y'all need to play Bravely Default 2 because not enough people have played Bravely Default 2. That game's good as hell. It's also already on Switch. Obviously, y'all probably knew that, but now it's on PC. So if you don't have a Switch, get on your computer, play this game. It's really good. Uh, Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, PC, The Magister, Switch, Cosmic Express, Switch, Bot.Vinic Chess? Switch, white girl, Switch. I have right. no idea. Farmers Co-op, out of this world, Switch. Mini Golf Tour, Switch. Absolov, End of Gods, Switch. Soko Bond on Switch. Funny Farm Animal Jigsaw Puzzle Game for Kids and Toddlers, Switch. Armed Emmeth on Switch. Um, animal Puzzle Preschool Learning Game for Kids and Toddlers. That's almost the same. It's like the same franchise, probably, on Switch as well. Um, a, get, a Good Snowman is Hard to Build, Switch. That's also Animal Crossing in the wintertime. Cargo Company on PC, and those are the releases out today. Um, new dates coming out. Uh, Nintendo just announced Big Brain Academy Brain vs. Brain uh, launching on Switch September 3rd. This is the third game in that series, and the last one was on the... Well, the first one was on the DS in 2005, and then the second one was on the Wii in 2007. Did you play any of these Big Brain Academy games? Are you familiar with this did. franchise? No, the DS is a weird kind of uh, blank spot for me, a blind spot for me in some ways um, when it comes to Nintendo stuff where I just didn't really vibe with a lot of the the things that it offered. Yeah, that's I mean, I can't, can't, can't relate, but fair. <laughs> I, yeah, I had a DS, I had a, I had a 3DS. Um, I didn't actually play these either, though, because, I, you know, to me, Brain Age was like the jam and like there was no other game for this genre yeah. for me i'm like it's brain age or nothing I actually booted up brain age not that long ago um and i played i'm like what's my brain age now and y'all my brain aged i'm upset I'm, i don't know what happened i'm slipping Damn. um yeah so Jenna, i actually recently am... 
recently you tweeted something. I don't remember the exact uh, context of it, but you were kind of saying like all these motherfuckers out there acting like they're old as shit and they're just 32. And, yes. and I replied, I was like, Janet, like I'm 32 and trust me, it happens. It just happens. And it's happening to you. This is what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, my brain ain't going to age. And all of a sudden it ages all of a sudden. And you're just like, what, what the fuck happened? What happened? But I, I can only perceive that when I'm playing brain age specifically. So it's like, uh, just close the DS and it's now, all good. For now. <laughs> yeah. One day all our brains will age. Exactly. But um, I'm actually interested in this. Like the multiplayer seemed fun and I kind of enjoy like, you know, thinky games like this. Like, I don't know. I think it could be fun. So uh, I'm interested in this. And also it's been, it's definitely been like a quieter year for Nintendo anyway. So yeah, I'm like, you have some Big Brain Academy. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's match some things. Let's do some, ma- I actually don't remember the mini games offhand. Also multiplayer where you could just kind of flip the console and like play on the touchscreen, like iPad style. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's like, let's, let's, let's start, let's start thinking some thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. Other dates we got eFootball is coming out September 30th. Um, Toffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly is slated for 2022. That just got announced. Um, if you're not familiar with Coffee Talk, it's essentially like a visual novel, like coffee sim. It's kind of like you're a, like a coffee barista. Um, in that sense, it's similar to like, is it called Necro Barista? Yeah, where you're like making alcoholic drinks. Instead, here you're making coffee. Uh, I actually did not play the first one, but my brother did and he really liked it. So I've been wanting to get around to it. And it's cool to know that there's, you know, more content coming for that. And then uh, today, a 3D action game called Oni Working Title uh, is being released in 2022. Um, do you Oni. you want to pull up the uh, You're Wrongs while I mention I, I all that other stuff? Great. We awesome. It. We did. We did. There we go. Good job, Flawless Janet. execution. Tomorrow's hosts are Blessing and Tim. And if you are watching live on Twitch right now, after this, Kevin is going to use IRL robotic arms to mess with Mike while Tim and Joey hang out. I'm really going to be sad when I no longer get to read that. <laughs> I have a question though. Uh, 3D action game called Oni is releasing in 2022. Where did you get that information? And what is it? The Bungie Oni? No, 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 no. It's like a, it's like a, in, it's sort of indie, but it also has um, like a like well-known designer on it. So if I go to like Gamatsu, uh, publisher, Cla- this is just from Gamatsu, like with their write up on it. Publisher Clouded uh, Leopard Entertainment and developer Tanai Design have announced Oni, working title, a 3D action game developed in corporate cooperation with uh, Shusha's Game Creators Camp, a project that aims to support independent developers. It'll launch in 2022 for unannounced platforms, support Japanese audio, etc. And then it goes into the the stories like, you know, there's a demon once challenge for a man to defeat, and then it kind of just goes on to those details. So no, it's not like any of those. Like when I googled it to get like trying to get a more like synthesized statement on it, like a bunch of other games that have the same name came up. But no, it's not in association with any of those. It's just a separate thing with like a cute kind of uh, cartoon awesome. art style. Um, yeah, it looks really cool. And um, so keep an eye out for that. Though again, it's a working title, and I believe this news had come out of. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the um, there was like a a showcase like highlighting like a bunch of like indie games and things and it sort of came out of that so if you look up you know oni working title like on youtube i think road to the mightiest oni is sort of the working subhead or kind of pitch of it um but yeah it seems pretty cool so we'll see as it develops and i'm sure that if it gains traction we'll see it it showcases hopefully under whatever its proper name uh ends up being but yeah uh cool. so if you want to catch the stream later the weird irl robotic arm stream you can uh, check that out on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. So be sure to be subscribed to that. And for now, it is time for the post show where supporters of the silver membership or above on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Get this until next time. It's been our pleasure to serve you.